Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Giese, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. Well, a lot of focus on Union College athletics in this podcast. We're going to talk football and uh, hockey. Well, the football team heading to the NCAA uh, Division Three playoffs. They'll take on Delaware Valley down in Doylestown, Pennsylvania at 12 noon on Saturday. The, the uh, Garner Chargers won the uh, Dutchman Shoes game against the RPI on Saturday, 13-7, and got the last at-large bid on Sunday during the uh, selection shows. We're going to have... Um, Talk with uh, head coach John Poppy, linebacker Spencer Goldstein, and quarterback uh, Donovan Paquetti on this program. Uh, we'll talk Union College hockey. Uh, Josh Halge will be part of the show. We do, did not do a regular uh, podcast with him this week because the team was off, but they did have uh, media availability on Tuesday. So I spoke with Josh over there on Tuesday to get an injury update on uh, Ben Topker and uh, the team captain and goaltender Joe Sharp. I also talked with uh, Topker and Sharp along with Tyler Watkins. And on the women's side, uh, Josh Skiba, the head coach, and uh, one of the uh, captains of the team, Celeste Bo- uh, Bowden. So we talked some hockey there. And then uh, later on in this podcast, I'm going to reflect on um, my career in uh, sports writing. Friday marks a, a special day for me, 40 years since I started in this business. I'll tell you how uh, it all began and uh, give my thoughts on uh, my uh uh, 40 years in this business has been a wonderful ride, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first off, we'll talk Union College football. Uh, you got some interviews coming up, so uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hey, I'm Frank Caliendo, pretending to be Morgan Freeman, maybe even a little bit of John Badberg, Robert Downey Jr., uh, comedian, impressionist, playboy, philanthropist, maybe not the last two. And you're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in New York high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hey, this is the Daily Gazette's Cassie Abel. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2024. Welcome back to the podcast, and let's uh, talk some Union College football. The Garnet Chargers, for the first time since 2019, are heading to the NCAA Division III uh, tournament. Uh, they will be taking on Delaware Valley uh, down in my neck of the woods, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I grew up uh, not far from there in northeast Philadelphia. And I can honestly say, when I grew up in northeast Philadelphia back in the 70s, I didn't think Delaware Valley uh, existed, but they are one of the top teams in Division Three uh, football in the uh, 
Middle Atlantic Conference. Um, they won their conference going 9-0 and this year, uh, 9-1 and overall. Their only loss was a season-opening loss at SUNY Cortland, 42-13, but uh, they've really been uh, dominating uh, the MAC uh, over the last few years, and they're probably the favorites going into this one. Uh, Duke Greco is their head coach. He's a 2003 graduate of Delaware Valley. He has a 91-13 and record. He is in his uh, 10th year uh, at the helm at Delaware Valley. Their nickname, the Aggies. So that's a little bit uh, some knowledge about Delaware Valley. Uh, Union College finished 9-1 in the regular season, 5-1 in the Liberty League, and uh, they regained the uh, Dutchman Shoes Trophy on uh, this past Saturday with a 13-7 win over RPI. Uh, First-year head coach John Poppy got to experience his uh, first Dutchman Shoes, and we talked a little bit about that. So we have some interviews that were conducted uh, after practice on Tuesday night at Frank Bailey Field. It was a little nippy out there at 6.45 on a Tuesday evening, but we are in the fall, so I guess we have to expect a little a little chill in the air, but it's a perfect time. It's, it's football weather, and uh, you know, the, the uh, Garner Chargers can't wait to get down to uh, uh, Doylestown to take on Delaware Valley, and let's see, let's see what happens uh, with what that goes on. So uh, we have interviews. Like I said, we'll start with uh, head coach John Poppy. Well, John, uh, first of all, how good is it to... Yeah. to experience that first Dutchman Shoes game and win it? Uh, indescribable um, and, and special, right? I mean, to not only get the shoes back, right, for the program, the alumni, the school, uh, it being Coach Brown's last um, shoes game, right, in a storied career, and um, that was made it even more special, to be honest with you, and see him hoist that trophy up and, and be the first football coach or football player to touch it was, it was a pretty special moment. Now, come Sunday, you guys are sitting in the room there watching the uh, selection show. And what was the tension like uh, leading up to the announcement? You guys were the last uh, at-large bit announced. I mean, uh, we, we saw the video. It was, but how, what, was it, what was that room like? What, what was the mood? Uh, just aggressive silence. <laughs> um, and, you know, for us, and we saw Cole get in, and we didn't expect that. So, you know, we did think we were going to be on the outside looking in um, when we saw that first at large go to them and um, once we saw the last region kind of come up we knew that that was our best shot just uh, looking at the proximity of the teams in it and uh, when our name was called it was obviously complete elation. Now this is a difficult week for you guys because the exams are going to be starting up and you guys practice how how are you able to balance all this? You know, a credit to these guys, right, in terms of just the desire to have this opportunity. I think it goes into the hard work uh, that these seniors put in and, and educated these younger guys of what the expectation is. And I think most of most of our guys are in good position, academically good standing, so they can handle it. And um, class has ended today, so tomorrow we get a, a little bit of a reprieve from academics and just get to focus on practice and football. And then they got academic requirements again Thursday and Friday before we leave. How is it, you know, the health of this team going into this game on Saturday? For the week it is, couldn't ask to be any healthier. Um, we expect the guys to that have major roles for us be able to play and, and play their best game. So. Going down to Doylestown to play, take on Delaware Valley. Uh, I'm, I'm from that area because I never heard of Delaware Valley until like the last few years, so I don't know how long they've been around. And that, but for, 
What, what is their football team like? What have you had a chance to look at any, a tape of them? Well, they're tough and physical. And going back to my first coaching year at Kings, we played them. I think they won the conference that year in, in 2007, and, and it looks no different in terms of the operation. Um, they bounce out in different personnel groupings, empty, going you know two tight ends, two backs. I mean, it's it's an awesome offense from that standpoint. As a defensive coach, greatly appreciate their style of play on that side of the ball. And defense, they fly around. They're physical. They're big. They're stout. They've got a tremendous defensive front that. Our offensive line is going to have their hands full, and we got to play our best game. What's going to be the key for you guys in this game? What do you have to do to, to, to limit that uh, physicalness? Uh, play great up front and run the ball like we have. Um, keep our defense fresh where we know we can create some opportunities uh, that we've shown on film and take the ball away if they give us an opportunity to catch one and, and hold on to the football on our end. This is going to be a physical game, and who's ever uh, – Standing last in the fourth quarter is probably going to win it. Any difficulties going on going down there to play instead of playing here at the Frank Bailey Field? Anytime you're on the road in a new environment, especially when they're so comfortable, I think in the, in this playoff and they've hosted three playoff games last year, so this has become a tradition for them and routine for them. And for us, it's it's somewhat new going down there, but our, our guys have been great all year in terms of the mindset and being able to reset uh, each week in their prep. And I expect the same this week. Any concern about that? You know, being the first time since 2019, a uh, Union football team's gotten to the NCAA's. Any concern about nervousness going down there? I don't think so. I think um, the schedule that we've played, we, we feel great about being battle-tested at this point. We think the Liberty League's a great conference, and, and now it's just the next opponent. And now it's can we go out and execute and do what we do. John, I appreciate a few minutes. Good luck on Saturday. Ken, appreciate you. Joining me now is a linebacker, Spencer Goldstein. And Spencer, uh, how excited are you to get going to, uh, in the postseason here? Very excited. You know, first playoff experience, that's most of the guys are really going to have. So we're coming in with some good fire, a little chip on the shoulder, ready to get a victory. Give me a sense of what it was like. like we saw the video uh, that was posted Sunday. What was that like just sitting there waiting and waiting and you guys are the last <laughs> name yeah. mentioned? Yeah, hearts are racing. I know mine was after I saw those first three at-large bids go off in the first half of the bracket. A bunch of guys were nervous. I think a few of us knew they were checking their phones, so we, we had our phones down after that. But when our name got called, you know, that room erupted, and it was awesome. What does it mean to, to get back to the NCAA, for this program to get back to the NCAAs for the first time since 2019? It means a lot. You know, we had a few years in there with little hiccups across the road, but now a new coach, you know, a bunch of fifth years who came back. This was the goal, so we've achieved this, so it's it's very huge for us. Talk about the job John uh, Poppy has done as a head coach. and We, we saw from the from the opening uh, media day here that the, the enthusiasm, even before that, the way it was introduced uh, uh, last, uh, before the start of the season, his enthusiasm. It seems to have you know, had an effect on you guys and you guys have seen you know, you rolled with it yeah definitely that's the biggest thing we've been talking about with him all year is the energy that he's brought you know hyping dudes up on the sideline running up and down getting everyone going and that just helps bring the team along which helps bring like when everyone's out on the field everyone's cheering everyone on so it's very much more of a camaraderie to the team than we've had in the past few years and then the uh, hearing music being played at practice not, that's not normal for some teams but yeah, how good is it to have some fun with the music and uh, be able to practice with that it's definitely very fun and it almost kind of prepares you for the game because the stands are loud. They play music during the game. So I think that's part of the mental aspect he's trying to focus on. Always switching things up on us, always making us be on our toes, and I think that's part of it. You're heading down to Doylestown, Pennsylvania to take on Delaware Valley. What do you know about them? 
Uh, not much, no, they have a good running attack. The quarterback likes to scramble, he's fast, he's quick, they got good athletes on the perimeter. Uh, we know that we have to bring our A game and try to win this playoff game. What's going to be the key for you guys? I think just playing how we've been playing all year, you know, keep keep rolling, keep firing all cylinders, defense, stout up front, offense, hitting the big shots and capitalizing when they get down the field. How good is it to have the Dutchman shoes back on the campus? Best feeling ever, man. That game is so important. We circle that game every year. It's the biggest game of the year, oldest rivalry in the state, so it's very, very, very awesome. Spencer, appreciate it. Good luck uh, on Saturday. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Joining me now is uh, quarterback Donovan McKetty. And Donovan, uh, how excited are you for this uh, chance to play in the NCAAs on Saturday? Uh, I'm ecstatic. You know, uh, we put in a lot of work. Um, us fifth years, we came back for this this sole reason to make a playoff run. So um, now that we're finally here, we made it. I uh, can't be can't be any more excited, and just got to get to work now. What was the tension like Sunday afternoon there, watching the NCAA selection show? Yeah, there's only four at-large bids, and you guys were the last one's name I mean, just how, how I mean how how nervous were you guys how tense were you guys and and how much relief when you guys uh, were found out you were going yeah um like I said uh the suspense was definitely there when I went as a freshman we knew we were in the playoffs we won the league but now being an at-large seeing the first three at-large go super fast and us waiting around to the last region um it made our name being called feel that much better and obviously we erupted we were, we were so happy as a team uh knowing the work we put in so it, it was a great feeling Can't, couldn't be more proud of the guys you mentioned about 2019 i mean can you talk to these guys about what it was like playing uh in that because you got to the second round i believe right yeah we uh beat case western in the first round then we went down to salisbury um but really all i all i've said to the guys it's it's a different atmosphere um just seeing as simple as the ncaa banners that will be hung up for the game uh it just you know it means more but um just told them to calm down relax it's another game we've all played in a lot of football games so just go into it don't make it bigger than it has to be and just play yeah coach john pop you mentioned that delaware valley is in use of the situation they've been in a few of these uh how important is it to not uh, be intimidated by that when you go down there yeah um obviously i think they've won six six conference championships in a row so it's pretty impressive uh obviously a good program and they know what playoffs is all about so uh, just going in there, um, rolling with the punches. Uh, don't get too high, don't get too low, and just play our brand of football. As for you, what do you have to do to, to uh, run this offense against? Because uh, uh, John was mentioning it's going to be there's going to be physical and it's going to be you know tough out there. So what do you have to do to you know, neutralize what they're doing? Yeah, um, they got a lot of big boys up front. They got a lot of athletes, so they're going to throw some haymakers at us. But uh, I mean, we, we face good defenses all year. So like I said, don't make it bigger than it has to be go in, run our plays, do what we need to do, and uh, I got the most confidence in the offensive side of the ball, so uh, really just play our game and we should be all right. Back, at, you know, we've John Poppy was introduced as the head coach, and he showed the enthusiasm at uh, the, his introductory, introductory press conference. It showed up in media day, and it showed up in the entire season. I mean, what has, has it been like having him as a coach and you know, the, the, the enthusiasm and you know, getting you guys in his first year to, to, get, to get to the NCAAs? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously – we had a lot of fifth years coming back when and we still didn't even know who the coach was. So uh, I knew that we had a special group. And when we got Coach Poppy, saw the energy that he brought, um, it just made us all even more excited to play for him. Happy we came back. And now that we're in the playoffs, uh, it's it's uh, kind of just all worked out. Kind of nice to have the shoes back in Schenectady. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's why you come to Union College. You come to Union to beat RPI. So um, when we beat them, obviously that's uh, – that's always a game that's circled on the calendar, so it's, it's nice to beat those guys for sure. Donovan, uh, good luck uh, on Saturday. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks. Let's move from the gridiron to the ice. 
Union College men's and women's hockey. We'll talk uh, with them. They uh, had their media availability on Tuesday. Uh, they're getting ready for their first trimester exam break. So uh, we'll talk about that, talk about some injury updates with the men's team. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hi, this is Union College Athletic Director Jim McLaughlin. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. It's the most historic conference in college hockey. It's a battle night in and night out. ECAC Hockey, an iconic conference home to 12 of the most prestigious universities and programs in the world and showcasing the best student athletes in the sport. Top-notch facilities and arenas, incomparable traditions, passionate fans, alumni who go on to become elite professionals, leaders, and champions. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Daily Gazette Director of Content Michael Kelly. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2024. Welcome back to the podcast, and let's talk some uh, Union College hockey. The men and women are headed to their first trimester final exam break. Uh, No games this weekend. Uh, The men will be back in action next weekend when uh, Stonehill visits Messerink for a pair of games Friday and Saturday afternoons. Late afternoon starts, 4 o'clock both days. So I think the Friday game had originally been a 7 o'clock start when the schedule came out uh, back in the summer, but that was changed to uh, 4 o'clock. So if you're... uh, not sure about that. Just make sure it's a four o'clock and that's set of seven. I'm not sure what the tickets say, but uh, four o'clock on Friday, four o'clock on Saturday. Um, Union coming off a, a split of the North Country trip. Uh, they won at St. Lawrence four to three on Saturday. Uh, excuse me, on Friday, and then lost uh, four to one to Clarkson on Saturday at Chile Arena. Three goal uh, second period by Clarkson did uh, uh, Union in, so it was you know, tough, tough way to end the trip. But um, Josh Algie seemed all right with the way the things going. That the things that went uh, up there at Clarkson and St. Lawrence, it wasn't as bad as the UConn uh, split. Uh, obviously, you remember that UConn uh, they won, Union won the first night four to one, and then. Just looked awful in a 5 nothing game. They gave up 69 shots on goal, including 30 in the first period. Uh, Union had his media availability on Tuesday, which I, I was kind of surprised about with the, with the schedule and all the, with exams going on. So, But uh, uh, Josh Hodge normally joins me uh, on the regular segment uh, on the Party Shots podcast. Uh, we usually don't do a segment the week they don't have. Uh, Union doesn't play, so we will do something next week. Uh, with Josh on uh, on the podcast, but uh, he was at media availability, gave an update on a couple of injured players, uh, team captain and forward uh, Ben Tupker and goaltender Joe Sharab. Uh, Tupker has been missing the, missed the last three games. He was hurt in the uh, first RPI game, uh, and then uh, Sharab was hurt the week before the RPI games. He was injured in practice, but uh, uh, as I was going into the building at Messerink on uh, Tuesday, I did see him out on the ice, so it's a possibility that he could be ready to go. I mean, probably be a nice chance for him to get a start uh, in one of the Stonehill games. Uh, Sharp has never started a game for Unions. Has mainly been in, 
used in relief uh, of the starting goaltender. So we'll see what happens there. In the meantime, let's hear from uh, Union head coach Josh Halge and uh, what he has to think about uh, the injuries and uh, looking back at the, uh, at the last weekend. Josh, let's start with the status of both um, Ben Tupker and uh, Joe Sheriff. What are the prospects of maybe seeing getting back into play uh, next weekend? I, I would think that that's highly likely for both of them. Um, again, like I think if if we played today, I think they both would have been able to play. So. I mean, especially next weekend, you're playing Stonehill non-conference game. Is is there a possibility that Joe get, maybe gets a shot at starting one of those two games next weekend? Um, I mean, we guess we haven't really you know thought too far ahead. I mean, him and Axel are, have both done a good job when they've played, and um, you know I, I think that you know kind of see how the week goes with them getting more and more action. Now you only have a couple more practice days this week, and then what's the schedule going to be like during exams? Uh, what what can what can and what can't you do? Well, I, I guess I just kind of found out we're we're able to do some stuff, um, <laughs> you know, just around uh, uh, around finals, but try to be as limited as we can in and out of the rink, um, you know, but like Saturday we'll have a full practice and go hard on the weekend there and, um, you know, try to try to still be on the ice with them as much as we can. When do you get back to full practice once exam starts? Uh, stops, tu- I mean, yeah, yeah, Tuesday um, we'll have a full practice and um, there'll be some, you know, skill sessions that guys kind of, we you know, write some drills for them to do and, and just so they can be active and on the ice. What will you do in the meantime while the exams are going on? Will you go any recruiting news or anything like that at this point? You know, I, um, John, John and Lenny will be out um, for sure. And then, like I was yesterday, I missed practice. I went out and watched the Eastern Canada Cup. Um, Lenny's there today, so I think we're trying to make the most of it as we can and get in and out. John's going to head to Alberta tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you assess things uh, heading into the Thanksgiving break here? Um. I, I'm really excited about like just kind of the way things are, are starting to take shape. I, I don't think we're consistent enough, and you know we haven't been able to to fully really you know grab that gear of like getting both games on a weekend. But I think there's been a lot of positives, and just um, you know I, I think that we're we're setting ourselves up to you know grow with these young guys and, and continue to build. What do you have to do to get that consistency? Well, I think it just you know yesterday we did small games, and you know started off as like your first goal is is the winner just you know making sure we have that mentality of you know just having that next shift but I mean watching back on video I thought like we played you know 100 minutes you know where I I was happy with how we played out of 120 so getting to 120 is is tough but like we're at least it's not 50 or 60 like maybe it was last season anybody really standing out for you player wise at this point um you know, up and down our lineup, I think there's been some positives. I think, uh, you know, Cullen Ferguson, I, he's probably not producing as many points as he wants, but he's he's playing really hard minutes. He's defending well. He's moving pucks, um, you know, up. You know, I guess I think John Prokop at, at times is, is developing into a really nice defenseman. Um, you know, Nick Young, again, he plays hard minutes for us. I think up front, you know, Brandon Beer's obviously been a nice surprise. And then, you know, kind of the guys that, you know, you expect to be good have, have been good. So, I mean, overall, I'm really pleased with the group in general and just their their willingness to buy in. Everybody else pretty healthy at this point? Uh, I mean, we've had nicks and, you know, bumps and bruises and guys taking maintenance days, but I would say overall fairly healthy. That's uh, Union men's head coach Josh Algie. Now we're going to hear from uh, – Ben Tupker, uh, 
Joe Sharab and uh, Tyler Watkins, they uh, approached the, the dais on uh, Tuesday. And let's hear what they had to say. Ben, let me start with you. Uh, how are you feeling and are you looking forward to getting back in the lineup? Yeah, no, I'm excited to get back, feeling, uh, feeling better. So, um, yeah. What happened? That game against RPI. Uh, just kind of took a funny bump, so um, just been kind of taking care of that the last couple of weeks and uh, feeling a lot better as time's going on. So yeah, I'm happy with the recovery. Is it frustrating to miss some time, especially especially the you know, second RPI game? I've been missing basically missing the entire first RPI game. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's frustrating to kind of miss a little stretch of games there, but I mean, it's kind of part of it. So it happens from time to time. So um, yeah, it's been focused on getting stronger and, and back to full health. Joe, for you, uh, how are you feeling? I feel awesome. I mean, I skated last week, this week. Um, just kind of maintaining my body the past few weeks, making sure I'm ready to go for uh, our games in the next few weeks. Yeah, how frustrating is it? I mean, you missed basically the entire season last year. You had knee surgery. And now now you get hurt in practice. Uh, I mean, how frustrating is it? I mean, it's not really in my control. I can't really control when I get injured. But all I can do now is just make sure um, I'm getting back <coughs> healthy, and that's all I can really focus on. And be back with the team is awesome. How important, I mean, obviously next week you have nine league games against Stonehill. Would you like to be able to start one of these games? Is it important for you to get back and maybe get a chance to start a game for the first time here in your career? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'd like to play, but that's ultimately uh, not up to me. So I just got to keep working hard and hopefully get a shot sometime. Uh, Tyler, you got some time off. Obviously you got to get exams, get through exams here. Uh, what's the mindset uh, as you have this week off to from games and get ready for the exams yeah I think like on the ice just continuing to get better continuing to grow as a team and then just taking care of stuff in the classroom obviously exams are a big time so uh, just studying any chance you get when you're away from the rink and how important is to keep the focus on the books and not hockey at this point uh, I think all the guys are they're old enough they they know how to balance it Joey, same thing? Yeah, same thing. Three years here, you learn how to balance both. Ben, for you, obviously you came from Cornell, which was not on the trimester system. You experienced it for the first time last year. I mean, was it a difficult uh, adjustment? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I think that kind of the way everything's set up here in terms of only having three classes at a time um, is super doable. So, And obviously all the professors and stuff have been great. So. Um, yeah, getting extra help and, and managing the load has been, been pretty good. So, yeah, I was really happy with that. How would you guys uh, How would you guys assess things uh, going into uh, the break, the way you guys are playing? Yeah, I think it's just like um, about consistency for us right now. I think that we've shown how good of a team we can be against some pretty solid opponents. So um, I think we just kind of need to string some wins together here and just, you know, prove to ourselves a little bit that we are kind of, um, you know, everything that we talk about in terms of being a really elite team. So, um, yeah, I have all the confidence in this group that that's what we're going to start to do going forward. Tyler, how would you assess things going into the break here? Yeah, I mean, pretty similar to what Top said, you know, just focusing on our team, growing as a team, working on our consist consistency and just uh, – working towards putting the best version of our team on the ice every night. Talk about your goal against St. Lawrence there. You sort of just throwing the puck at the net, going back to the bench, and did you realize you scored? Yeah, I just kind of threw it on the net at the end of the shift and got a lucky bounce. But, yeah, I mean, you'll take them any way they come. 
And now it's here from uh, the Union College women's hockey team, uh, the, the uh, Garnet Chargers coming off a couple of losses over the weekend. Uh, really a, 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 a tough, I was, I was going to say disappointing, but that no, wasn't disappointing. It was a tough 3-2 overtime loss to Yale at um, Ingalls Rink in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, Union did get a point out of that, but uh, they played uh, Yale tough down there. Uh, Yale, won, of course, won the regular season title last year. Uh, then more of a disappointing effort on Saturday at Brown, a 2 nothing loss. Um, so uh, Union women will be off until the first weekend of December when they uh, go to Quinnipiac and Princeton, uh, two more tough uh, encounters, uh, nationally ranked teams there. So they got Union's going to have their hands full when uh, they go down uh, on that road trip. That's an, so um, let's hear from uh, head coach Josh uh, Skiba and team captain Celeste B- Bowden. Well, Josh, uh, you guys have three weeks off. Uh, what, what's, I mean, I know exams are here, but uh, what's the game plan for this team uh, after exams? Um, I think just get better over these next couple weeks, right? I think we're, we're still practicing during this time. We're going to practice during exams a little bit. So uh, we want to find ways to, to get better. I think we're going to continue to push different themes uh, forward with our team in practice. Uh, but we want to find ways for our team to, to continue to tighten up, be ready for QPAC in December. Celeste, what are your thoughts? Uh, pretty similar to Josh. I think uh, November was a bit of a wake-up call, and we realized that we really need to kind of start putting in a little bit more work than we have been in the past. And so I think just coming prepared to play QPAC, they're going to be a great team, and we need to step up our game if we want to compete. Yeah, it'll be another ranked team. You guys have played a lot of ranked teams this year. You've had, you know, you've been in some games. I mean, you almost came away with the win against Yale on, uh, on Friday. What do you have to do to, to, to beat a nationally ranked team? Um, I think small details are pretty crucial in those type of games. Every team is, you know, doing the same things, kind of working hard. They're showing up to practice every day, but the small details are going to make a big difference in those kind of games. Josh, for you? Um, For me, I think, you know, individually, I think we need players to to play to their identity, right? We need our our players that facilitate offense, that that can make plays, that create offense to do do those things, right? We need players that play in different roles to to fill their role and do their job. Obviously, we need goaltending to perform in, the, in those situations. Um, but I think we just need, again, we talked this to, to the team about this yesterday, but we just need to do our job individually. You know, everybody's got a role. They've got an identity that they're trying to play to. And I think if individually we can f- figure out a way to do our job, collectively we're going to be really good. How would you assess things right now heading into the exam break? Well, I think, you know, we started the season really well. I think we, we had some non-conference success, right? And I think the team felt that. I think we have a lot of belief in terms of how we want to play and, and you know, in terms of the the style of play that we're doing. Um, I think over the last couple games, we've played, you know, the last six games, um, top 10 opponents, right? And I think that's, um, you know, allowed us to have a little bit of frustration at times, maybe with the results. But I think in terms of how we're playing, um, you know, we're, we're playing some good hockey. You know, I think we've got to certainly find ways more to, to score goals. Um, I think that's a big piece, and I know that's on the forefront of, of our minds and our, our players. Uh, but we're competing. I like our compete level. I like the way that we're, we're competing against some of these best teams. Um, we just got to find ways to convert and, and find ways, to, again, to, to do our job and continue to find ways to execute better. And, you know, for us over these next two weeks, that's practice for us. We've got to find ways to execute better, to, to score, to, to find ways to be more effective in terms of how we want to play so that when we get to Quinnipiac, um, you know, we're ready to, to execute. So let's meet. I know you guys have got exams coming up uh, later, this, starting later this week and into next week. 
And then, I mean, is it kind of a, a good thing that you guys don't play right away after exams are done? You have another week to maybe get your game uh, in, in better shape? Yeah, I think it's always kind of nice to take a little break and reset. I think it's kind of a sign for us to just keep pushing even harder, you know, having a little time gap on the weekend to recover. Um, I think it'll give us a lot of time to prep, and I think a little bit of relief for everyone going into exams so we can focus on academics a little bit more and then get ready to jump right back into the athletics. Joshua, you, you were away last week at Team USA uh, in the rivalry series with Canada. Pretty off to a good start. Talk about what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always nice. I think, you know, very fortunate to be part of, of the women's national team. And I think, um, you know, I want to do it because I think it helps me be a better coach for our players. You know, being around those athletes and just seeing what they do day in and day out and, and how they live their lives, I think, allows me to bring that back to our players and help, you know, continue to, to help make them better every single day. So, um, yeah, first two games were great. Winning the first two games were, were fantastic. Um, great locations, being in Tempe, Arizona and, and Los Angeles. But, um, you know, again, for me, it's it's a great opportunity just for me to get better as a coach. And I think it's, it's always helped me when I come back here to, to be around our players, um, to continue to push forward different standards and terms of how we want to play. But I'm um, really fortunate to be, able to part, be part of it. Coming up, I'm going to talk about a special event uh, for me personally uh, coming up on Friday. Um, 40 years in this business. So we'll talk about how it all started uh, back in 1983. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hi, this is the College of St. Rose women's basketball head coach, Will Brown. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor, Ken Schott. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle, and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity. From the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. Hey, this is Daily Gazette Director of Digital Strategy, Aaron Pilhaya. I would like to wish you a happy holiday season and a great 2024. Welcome back to the podcast. November 17th, 1983. I was in the middle of my uh, fall semester of my junior year at York College of Pennsylvania. I was a program director at WBYC AM 640, which is our um, carrier current station. We also had an FM station. I was doing shows on AM 640 and uh, FM 88 as well. I was also serving as a team manager for the uh, York College women's volleyball team and uh, getting set to do the same, as well as the broadcast for the men's basketball team. It's also interning as the sports information director, so sometimes I fit class in. <laughs> As a speech communications major, and a speech communication back then was a fancy way of saying a four-year radio TV degree, I had a required class to take in the fall, and it was a journalism class. It was taught by uh, two members of the York Daily Record, Jack Tobias and Gary Duttery. It was a -a three-day-a-week class that Jack taught Monday and Wednesdays, and uh, Gary taught Fridays. And one of the requirements they had for us was to do a one-day internship at the paper. Uh, my day uh, came on November 17th. I drove down to the uh, Daily Record and went in and waited to see what my assignment would be. 
Uh, Dave McCoy looked at me and uh, asked, uh, who are you? I explained the situation, and Dave, uh, who was in management there, uh, went about his business. Gary came back from dinner and uh, forgot I was coming in. I was thinking that maybe I had to come back another day. Uh, But Gary talked with uh, sports editor Steve Greenberg, and they came up with an assignment for you. The Baltimore Orioles were playing a charity basketball game at Kennerdale High School, which is in the southern part of York County near the Maryland border. Uh, This was a month after the Orioles beat uh, my Phillies in the uh, World Series. I got directions. This is well before GPS, folks, and cell phones and all that fun stuff. And I drove down. I uh, found a school and uh, covered the game. Afterwards, I got to interview Cal Ripken Jr., Jim Palmer, and Al Bunbury. I drove back to the uh, paper and wrote my story. Not not a fancy story, but uh, it was it was good. Uh, at least I it was decent. I wouldn't say I was good. It was it, I did my job, and uh, Steve made some edits, and Gary critiqued it. They both liked the article, and it was published, and I was thrilled. Well, I wasn't getting paid for it, but it was a nice uh, nice uh, nice thing to see your name in the paper. Well, that wasn't all. Uh, Steve asked me if I wanted to do some part-time work covering high school basketball games. And am I going to get paid for this? He said, yeah, and sure, I'll do it. And thus began my uh, sports writing career. I'm celebrating 40 years in this business and it has been an incredible ride. As I progressed at the uh, York Daily Record, I added uh, clerking assignments to the writing, and soon I was working 30 hours a week. It was nice to have a job when I graduated from uh, York College in 1985. I once applied for a full-time position but didn't get it. When another full-time position opened, I did not apply. I was figuring that uh, since I was already rejected, I wasn't going to get another shot. One day, uh, Ron Kirkwood, who who was now the sports editor at this time, called me into a meeting room. He asked me why I did not apply for the job, and I told him that since I didn't get the job with the last opening, I didn't think I would be considered. Ron looked at me and said that I was getting the job. I was so excited I couldn't believe it. I have a trivia question for you in reference to this. Who did I replace at the York Daily Record? Hint, he's pretty famous. I'll have the answer for you in just a little bit. I had two great beats at the Daily Record. I covered the AHL's Hershey Bears and the Eastern League's Harrisburg Senators. Steve Zients, who replaced Ron as a sports editor, encouraged me to expand on my beats, and I got to do a lot more coverage with him. Steve also tried to get me to learn about uh, laying out the paper. And that did not work out as well. This is well before pagination. It's a lot easier today in this uh, in our uh, 21st century. But back then, there was no such thing as pagination. And uh, it was all composing room and you know, drawing out the layouts on a layout sheet. It, it wasn't fun. Trust me. It, we, I, Steve thought I could do it because I knew the computer system. But no, nah, that, that didn't help. So, uh, I, got so I got so frustrated that one point, I, I was in the composing room, and I got so frustrated, I threw a pen that almost hit Steve in his right ear, and I was about halfway up the office. So uh, that was the end of my uh, layout experience. But uh, that was that was <laughs> I still got a little laugh about that. Um, August of 1990, uh, I had a career change. I left the uh, Daily Record uh, to come up to the dispatch uh, to come up to the Daily Gazette. Um, we had a situation. York was in a unique uh, market. Uh, there was a morning paper, which was our paper, the Daily Record, and there was an evening paper, the York Dispatch. And for decades, the York Dispatch was front cover was eight columns of wire copy. There was never a picture on the cover of the uh, of the front page of the York Dispatch. Any local news, breaking news like that, was on the back page. 
And I think the legend has it that when the Three Mile Island, which was near York, uh, up in Middletown, had its meltdown, they buried the story on the back page instead of putting it on the cover. So what does that tell you? So, um, yeah, the, the whole situation, we had started a Sunday paper in middle of it, 1986, and things were going well. We moved to a new building, and then uh, Dean Singleton comes to town and buys the York Dispatch, and then um, before the, we, any of the York papers had a Sunday newspaper, the Sunday newspaper was produced by the Lancaster uh, newspapers, and it was called the York Sunday News. Well, Dean bought that, and all of a sudden we became a failing newspaper, and when they applied for a joint operating agreement, and uh, they merged the business ends, the, the editorial departments remained separate. But uh, uh, we lost a Sunday paper out of it, and uh, the majority of the Hershey Berry games were on Saturday, so I, was, I don't know, it was kind of a weird situation, but a job opened up here at the Daily Gazette when they were starting the uh, Sunday paper, and I applied, and I was the last to hire uh, up here by Butch Walker. And I was going to be a general assignment sports writer, but uh, with an emphasis on helping out uh, Bob Dittmeyer and Mike Kane covering the uh, minor league hockey up here. And uh, if longtime older fans remember back, uh, there was actually three teams in this market. Uh, of course, you had the Adirondack Red Wings up in Glens Falls. The International Hockey League came to town. They moved their uh, Fort Wayne Comets franchise to Albany, become the Choppers, and played at uh, Knickerbocker Arena, which is now MVP Arena. And the AHL countered by uh, putting a, a team in Troy, the Capital District Islanders. And in the middle of that 90-91 season, uh, the Choppers folded. It was about that time that uh, Union College announced that uh, it was promoting or elevating its uh, hockey program, men's hockey program, from Division Three to Division One. And I got the beat, and uh, I got to travel, which was a lot of fun with, with that. But, uh, you know, I'd be, it was going to be a while before Union experienced any continued success. So, I mean, there were times when even when I was covering this team, as I wondered, was it ever going to be worth you know, going D1? I mean, they, weren't, they didn't have athletic scholarships. Um, they were just treated basically the same as the Division Three programs, and that just really made for tough times. Uh, there was, like, you know, just two winning seasons in the first uh, decade of uh, – of the program, uh, they made the playoffs a couple times. Um, you know, lost RPI twice uh, in the quarterfinals, uh, but uh, it was it was a tough time. But um, of course, the program turned around in the two thousands. First under Kevin Snedden, then Nate Lehman and Rick Bennett. Uh, and then everything you know, capped by winning the national championship in twenty fourteen. And personally, for me, that was exciting because I got to go cover that Frozen Four in my hometown of Philadelphia. Across the parking lot where the Spectrum used to be, it was 40 years earlier that the uh, my Flyers won the Stanley Cup, and I was in the building for that. Uh, in 2017, September 2017, uh, I was crushed because uh, I was informed that I was being laid off. I went to work as a, as an assignment editor at uh, CBS Six, which is WRGB, and then. But 10 months later, executive sports editor Mark McGuire called me to see if I was interested in, interested in coming back. And Mark told me he was leaving and uh, Michael Kelly was taking over as sports editor. I would be the associate sports editor. Editor, uh, Here's how the interview went. Mark says, are you breathing? I said, yes. Mark said, you're hired. <laughs> That's how it went. <laughs> A quick and painless interview. <laughs> um, ironically, my return, this happened in August of the 2018. It was right close to the time when I first started at uh, here at the Gazette. So it's kind of ironic. So uh, I like to always refer to that point as my, uh, that time period as my 10-month hiatus from the paper. So my responsibility was going to be to produce the sports section. Uh, then I took over the uh, Gazette Sportscast. Of course, it's renamed now the Parting Shots Podcast. 
Uh, then our paper bought the Recorder of Amsterdam. We survived the COVID-19 pandemic, and then uh, we bought the Leader Herald out of Gloversville. The purchase of the Leader Herald uh, brought a slight change to my responsibilities. And not only was I still going to be doing the uh, layouts and uh, putting the paper out, I was reassigned back to uh, the Union Men's Hockey Beat before the start of the 2021-22 season. I was happy to be back, and it was you know, it's like riding a bike to be able to cover that team. Of course, the team. Yeah, going through some turmoil back in after my first year with the um, resignation of Rick Bennett after an alleged incident uh, uh, involving him. And uh, we, we still don't know the whole, thing, quite, quite the whole story about what happened up, up in that game in Clarkson uh, when he uh, was accused of grabbing somebody's uh, shoulder pad. So, well, I've made so many friends. Uh, you know, of course, now I'm a sports editor. and I mean, I couldn't have not have imagined that when I started in this business 40 years ago. Uh, of course, I want to thank a lot of people. I got to thank uh, Jack and Gary for their roles and getting me here. Um, St- Steve for the opportunity to be a sports writer. Uh, Ron for believing in me, and of course, yeah, uh, yeah I just uh, you know Steve Science, of course, expanding my horizons. Um, former Daily Gazette sports editor Butch Walker for hiring me. Uh, Mark McGuire for bringing me back. Michael for Kelly for his leadership. I also thank. Uh, I mean, I've met so many friends over the years, and uh, it's one of the people I got to really thank. Um, unfortunately, is no longer here. Um, Steve Summers, uh, for you, some of you people that covered the follow the Adirondack Red Wings for years. Uh, Steve was the uh, beat writer of the Hershey Bears for the uh, Patriot News out of Harrisburg, and he was a mentor to me. I, I learned a lot from him. Wonderful man. Left us too soon in 1994. Um, I hope he's looking down on me right now and uh, proud of uh, the sports writer I've become. And, of course, I must thank my parents, especially helping put me through college. Um, uh, dad, My dad passed away in July 1997 from a rare brain disease, and I hope you're watching over me, Dad, and I wish you could have been here for 2014 when Union won because I think you would have enjoyed uh, being part of the, in that building. Um, you know, since we celebrated, you know, we were there for the you know, Stanley Cup in 1994 at the Spectrum. Uh, hopefully, I have another three to five years in me, and I hope you continue to enjoy my articles and podcasts. Of course, I asked you that trivia question earlier: Who did I replace? I replaced Ken Rosenthal, who is covering baseball for the Athletic and Fox Sports. Uh, Ken left the uh, Daily Record. To cover the Flyers, ironically, uh, for the Camden Courier Post, and he moved on to Baltimore to cover the Orioles. And, of course, he's really made a great name for himself uh, nationally with uh, Fox Sports. He had been with MLB Network, and now he's with uh, the Athletic covering uh, uh, the sport of baseball and doing a wonderful job. And uh, I talked to Kenny once in a while. So, um, yeah, Kenny Rosenthal, how about that? <laughs> And I can, I mean, I can also do some other name dropping here. I mean, I, I you know, know Kevin Burkhart from his days, uh, Fox Sports elite NFL uh, broadcaster. He was uh, covering the New Jersey Jackals as a, one of the play-by-play guys. Uh, for That was a lot of fun when I was covering the Albany Diamond Dogs of the, those Northeast League days. So, 40 years, uh, it's, it's an amazing run, especially the way this business has changed over the years. And, uh you know, going just from print to print, uh, it's a web. It's 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 a it's an exciting time. I mean, I'm, I'm I love what I do. Yeah, if I didn't do this, I'd probably be in sports somehow, broadcasting or you know, sports information director or something like that. But uh, it's been a fun ride. It has been a fun ride, and again, appreciate everybody uh, uh, reading my articles, listening to the podcast, and 
Yeah, it's been fun. Thank you. So thank you for letting me uh, vent. Not vent. <laughs> Let me express my uh, gratitude for 40 years of uh, being in this business. Uh, we'll wrap things up. Uh, we'll have the latest winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick Up Football Contest. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hi, this is four-time Stanley Cup champion and New York State Hockey Hall of Famer John Tonelli. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Shot. Andrew Waite. He's a dedicated journalist with a passion for research and a commitment to getting all sides of the story. Whether it's a local issue or an upstate trend, I do the stories and interviews that shed light on what's important to you. Stay informed. Read Andrew Waite in the Daily Gazette. It's my job to offer commentary about what's happening in our community and what it means to our readers. The Gazette, reporting based on accuracy and integrity. It's who we are. It's what we do. Hi, this is Tyler A. McNeil with the Daily Gazette. Hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2024. Back to wrap up the podcast. The Week 10 winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football Contest was Chris Rogers of Albany with a 12-2 record. Chris wins a $100 Hannaford gift card. Congratulations, Chris. The VIP winner... What's me? I was 10-4 and four, uh, last week. I'm 92-58 on the season. Adam Schinder was 7-7. Seven and seven. He is 95-55. and 55. I'll announce the uh, few pick and football contest winner's name, and that winner's name will appear in Thursday's Daily Gazette. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the You Pick and Football banner. You can look for my picks at dailygazette.com. Just because the COVID-19 mandates are easing, that does not mean you should relax. Be vigilant. If you have not gotten vaccinated or received a booster shot, please do so. Do it for yourself, do it for your family, and do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank John Poppy, Spencer Goldstein, and Donovan Paquetti of the Union College football team, Josh Halji, Ben Tupker, Joe Sharp, and Tyler Watkins of the Union College men's hockey team, and Josh Skiba and Celeste Bowden of the Union College women's hockey team for being a part of the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on X and Threads at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports.